All right, guys, welcome to this week's edition of At Large Bid. Um, this is a quick one today, but I had to get a guest for to talk about this team. Uh, if you've been paying attention to college basketball, you've watched this Michigan Wolverines team, although taking the recent loss to Minnesota, having an excellent year in Juan Howard's second year taking over for uh, John Beeline. So I had to bring on a, one of the beat writers for this team, which we will see this team up close and personal, unlike most of us doing NBA basketball games. He is a beat writer for the basketball and football team at M Live and Ann Arbor News. This is Andrew Kahn. Andrew, welcome to the show. How are you doing, man? I'm doing good, Tim. Thanks for having me. Sure. Um, so when I looked at your Twitter account, um, one of the first things that jumped out to me when I was you know, reaching out to invite you to be on the show was you're followed by John Cena. Have you had any interactions <laughs> with Mr. Cena? I, I, I have not. I, you are make, making me aware of that for the first so, time. How about that? Uh, yeah, that's that's a big deal. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a I'm not a huge, you know, wrestling fan. Sounds like you might be more than I am. I don't I don't know. Used to you, be, you, yeah, but yeah, right. no, it's a name. But but yeah, I've seen him. I've seen him in films. Uh, I'm a fan <laughs> overall. So this is this is you. You made my day. I'll I'll go that far. Well, good. I'm glad, man. Um, so obviously, you know, like I said, so you're one of the people who've been lucky enough um i cover local cincinnati teams so i cover uc xavier nku so we're, we're both familiar in empty arenas right now and how weird of a feeling that is with pumping crowd noise but at least you get to see a really good team and um you know the first thing for you from last year to this year what have you seen that's jumped out the most about what juan howard's been able to do with this program um obviously last year being a transition year it's his first year they lose a lot of talent in the draft the year before um, but what really has jumped out to you the most of what you've seen this from this drastic improvement from this program? Yeah, it's been uh, it's been very impressive what he's what he did, you know, in, in year one and now in year two, taking taking another jump. He's you know blended the players he inherited uh, with the new faces, which would be you know a somewhat large four man freshman class, yeah. uh, as well as you know two two very impactful um, transfers um, this year. You know they they've just they've coalesced really, really nicely. Um, you know, last year, especially, you know, you inherit a new team, you might want to try to mold it to what you want to do. He did that a little bit, but he also played to the strengths of, of his roster. Um, you know, this year he can kind of take another step towards this is kind of how I want to play. Um, and you see that with, you know, uh, a lot of post touches, you know, for, for his true, you know, center Hunter Dickinson, which I, well, I'm sure we'll talk about later, yeah. but, um, yeah, it's been it's been really impressive. And then, you know, the culture, it's a term that every coach uses when, you know, in his opening press conference. Um, but, you know, this this team's uh, culture, their their identity is sort of uh, it, it's it's threefold. It's, you know, sharing the game, uh, which you know, it's, it's his term for being unselfish out there. It's appreciating um, the success of, of your teammates out on the floor. Um, and then it's it's a uh, it's it's defense first. So all those things uh, you really have seen um, actually you know take place out on the court. They really enjoy each other's success. You see that with the way the bench reacts to you know during games. Um, and yeah, they've they've absolutely been become really a monster de defensively. Um, and it's just a really well balanced team. So yeah, kudos to to Juwan for his recruiting, for his you know in game coaching. And, and then really, you know, kind of everything else as far as the, the culture of this program. Yeah, so I think one of the things you pointed out was the defense there. And in the Ken Palm era, teams that win the title are normally in the top 15 in offense and defensive efficiency. Uh, Michigan right there, they're totally currently fourth overall in Ken Palm. Uh, they're seventh in offense and eighth in defense. So 
you know, when it comes to these teams, you're talking about like one seeds and two seeds, potentially NCAA winners of whatever kind of NCAA tournament we have. Like they certainly are one of those teams that definitely fits that mold of, you know, obviously no one will want to play this team come tournament time, but also like if you're filling out brackets, if you're betting, like this is probably a team you want to have on your short list of they could potentially cut down the nets. Absolutely. I mean, that's a good eye catching their, their rankings there with Ken Palm. Cause, uh, I, there's only there's only two other teams right now. The other day there was just one, um, uh, Baylor, but I think Virginia has since slipped into the top ten on both offense and defense. But that that's impressive to be to be good at both. You know, we've yeah. seen Michigan teams in the past that they were up there in offense, but you know, kind of lingering in the 40s, you know, at best defensively. But um, yeah, with with Jawan, it's it's been uh, a full. Uh, you know, a complete team, you know, on both ends of the floor. So absolutely, they've got to be on your, your short list right now. I mean, they would have been, they probably would have been number three in the country, uh, you know, if they if they had been able to beat, you know, Minnesota, stay undefeated going into Monday's rankings. Um, but, you know, instead they held steady at seven. Those don't really matter, the AP poll, but I'm just right. saying uh, it, would, it would have caught people's eye. You got Gonzaga and, and Baylor and, uh, you know, why isn't Michigan in that group? There's other teams too, for sure. Right in the big 10, you've got Iowa, yeah. um, you know, playing really well. Um, you know, I mentioned Virginia, you know, Houston, if you want to go to, you know, kind of the, I don't know, outside the power conferences or whatever, but you know, there's other, there's other good teams out there, but um, Michigan is absolutely uh, right up there. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's just, it's mind blowing. Like, like you said, the talent level they put together and the sets have been put together. I think too, um, you know, one of the, the signs of a good a good basketball program is obviously like getting players to the next level. Um, you know, they've had they have quite a few guards in the league right now. Um, Xavier Simpson, I know, got a little taste with the Lakers as an offseason signing. Um, playing, I believe he's playing in the G League now. Um, mm-hmm. But it looks like the next guy in that in that group is going to be uh, Franz Wagner, who you know, if you look at Tankathon, they have him right now in that mid second round, uh, forty three to the Magic. I uh, definitely like taking that big step. Obviously the fact that his brother is an NBA player, I'm sure makes people catch his name a little more as well. Mm-hmm. What have you seen from Franz that makes, you know, not necessarily saying like what makes you super confident about the next level, but where have you seen from his proven from year one to year two to why we're seeing his name start to pop up on boards? Yeah. I mean, you know, you talk about teams that can cut down the nets. Usually they also have, you know, multiple NBA guys. And I think, I think Michigan's got, got a few of them as well but as for Franz in particular um yeah he's absolutely made made a big jump you saw it at the tail end of last year you know the obviously the postseason got cut short but you know those final regular season games he was really starting to to kind of find his offense um and then this year it's been you know Juwan calls it just being a two-way player he has just been every game there's one or two just just steals I mean he gets a steal in a pass he just picks off a pass and, and takes it the other way um you know, he did a lot of work in the off season. I wrote about this. He, he, you know, during quarantine, he did not go back, uh, you know, to, to home in Germany. He, he went to visit his brother, Mo, um, you know, in, in, in Washington, DC playing with the wizards. And, uh, you know, they were in this, this townhouse, they, they rented out the, the floor below them and turned it into their own kind of personal gym. Then eventually they actually could get into an actual, you know, basketball facility and, and kind of work on their game. Um, he got a lot stronger, put on 20 plus pounds of muscle. He got a little taller, actually. Uh, you know, he, he wants to claim he's 6'10". He's not quite there yet, according to their strength coach. But um, yeah, really long arms, which helps him defensively. Um, and yeah, just sort of that familiarity with now the college game. It's different than, you know, it, it was in Europe, but he's brought the he's brought the good aspects from that, the skill level, the passing, yeah. dribbling. 
Um, and yeah, you know, he could score all, all over the floor. His shot's still coming along. That was what we heard about before he got to Michigan was how great of a shooter he was. And yet he, he's, he's impressing people with all these other things, all these other elements of this game. He's been, he's been really, really good. Yeah. As a Bulls fan, he reminds me a lot of like, and this isn't meant as an insult by any means. He's got like a little poor man's Laurie Market into him. Mm-hmm. So there's like different things he can do. He can stretch the floor. Um, Laurie really is starting to see with Billy Donovan just make these like improvements. And it's something I think Franz could do. So like as a Bulls fan, like he's a hundred percent on my list of guys I'm interested in them drafting. So fingers crossed on that one, obviously. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it will, and we'll see if he does, you know, in fact, uh, um, you know, make the jump after this, this season, obviously. So he's still got a couple of years of eligibility left, but it would not surprise me at all. Um, you know, uh, especially if the postseason goes well for him. Um, if he, if he, if he decides to leave, cause he is, uh, yeah, he has been, he has just been very good and you just see that potential and he's young, you know, he's younger than some of the, you know, some of the freshmen in, in this, you know, in, in the country yeah. right now. Um, yeah. So, so you, you know, NBA teams certainly like that usually when they're drafting that, that potential. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I think one of the cool things that really jumps about this team too, um, and obviously Juwan, you know, the story of his Michigan tenure speaks for itself. He's the Fab Five, you know, he was one of the originators. Um, people will always remember that team, that amazing 30 for 30 obviously contributes to that. But what I'm really seeing that really impresses me the most is when you look at the roster, and some of this is definitely left over from Beeline, is it seems like he's, you know, taking care of Michigan, the state itself, while also we're going around the country and kind of getting a good blend of that. What is it that you see from him that really kind of, you know, obviously he's a Michigan man, um, you know, obviously having the Jordan logo on their items doesn't hurt for a young kid, but what is it about him that you kind of see where him and his staff are really valuing the, their, their in-state talent and making sure that those guys go there instead of a school like Michigan State? Sure. Yeah, no, the recruiting in general has been has been very impressive. I think that was something that people expected to be, to be good. Um, you know, they weren't sure how would the coaching be? Never been a head coach, never been at the college level, but just, you know, his name and his personality, they thought would be good. It, it's even exceeded expectations. I mean, next year they have the number one class in the country coming in. They'll have McDonald's all Americans for the first time in, I think 2003 was the last time they brought in McDonald's All-American, um, you know, five-star kids, kids that aren't choosing Michigan necessarily just over, you know, some of the big 10 rivals, but over Duke and Kentucky and Kansas. So um, it has been very impressive what he's been able to do on the recruiting trail, specifically in the state of Michigan. I mean, he said when he was, you know, he got the job, like he was going to, you know, look for the best fits for Michigan, you know, on and off the court, wherever they may be, there's talent all over the country. Um, you know, you, you've seen him work the, the DMV area, you know, where he did start his professional career with the Bullets slash Wizards. Um, so, you know, he knows that area well. You've seen he's him you know, work, guy, the, yeah, yeah. work the Chicago area as well, where he's from. Um, but you've also seen uh, Michigan area now in, you know, this, uh, you know, the current uh, freshman class. Let's see. I don't think there's not there's not a Michigan kid in there. You've got the two DMV kids. Uh, you've got... Um, you know, then his son, you know, from, from Florida, um, who am I, who am I drawn out a blank on? Who's the other, the other freshman in this class, uh, drawn a blank, but, uh, either way next, next year, he does have, he does have, you know, Kobe Bufkin from, from the state coming in and he's certainly in play for others. Um, and if, you know, you look down, down the line the next year, there, there's kids that have been offered or Michigan has shown interest in, um, that, uh, you know, that are from the state. So, yeah, I think he's absolutely, um, you know, he's not, he's not shying away from the state, but he's also not, um, you know, necessarily, uh, you know, 
just pinning his hopes on, on guys from the state of Michigan. Zeb Jackson, by the way, is the, the other one just came yeah, to mind. Um, you know, Ohio kid, uh, Midwest, but then, you know, played some, some ball in, in, in Florida as well, his senior year of high school. So yeah, his recruiting in general has been, has been off the charts. Yeah. And I obviously definitely want to get into the current team, um, but kind of piggybacking off that, um, obviously the name everyone's circling for Michigan is Caleb Houston for next year. You know, if you, whatever website you look at 24 seven has him as the eighth rated player in the country, the number one player in Florida. Um, he's a power forward that can stretch the floor. He's six, eight, two, five, kind of built like Jawan Howard was in his tenure of playing, playing basketball. Um, what do you really see? I don't know if, if you've had a chance to watch a lot of film, I know obviously covering a current team and looking for the future can be really tricky. Mm-hmm. But what have you seen on film or conversations maybe you might have had with him that makes it think like that's like the guy from Michigan. That's the guy who's going to put them and bring them to that next step that they've been waiting on as far as getting talent. Yeah, they were on they were on ESPN, you know, just just the other night in a high, you know, high profile game one versus two in the country. And he wasn't the only, uh, you know, future yeah. Wolverine on, on the floor in that game either. Um yeah, he's uh, he might have Jawan's size, but he's certainly a different player. I mean, he is a three-point shooter. I mean, yeah. he is his coach believes you know the the best pure shooter you know in this class um, in in the country. Um, and you certainly, if you watch that game against you know Montford, you uh, you saw some of that. Um, so, uh, or sorry, against IMG Academy, he plays for Montford. Um, but yeah, he's uh, he, he's a great shooter and and a really you know high IQ player. Um, you know, I, I saw very good defense from him in that game as well. Um, and, you know, developing the rest of his offensive game and, uh, you know, also kind of fits with a lot of the players that Juwan is recruiting, you know, pretty humble and, you know, get down to work kind of kid. Um, not really huge on social media. Wasn't someone who was like, here's my top 20. Here's my top 12. Here's my top eight. You know, nothing wrong with doing that. Um, but that's just not who, who he is. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, He's, you know, he's a top 10 kid, but they've got others, you know, they've got another top 15, top 20 kid and, you know, Musa Diabate and, um, you know, Frankie Collins and Kobe Bufkin. I mentioned like there, there's other kids that are four or five stars coming in, in this class. So, you know, he won't have to do it all by himself, but um, yeah, he's certainly, I guess, you know, the, the, the crown jewel of, of, the, of the class. You mentioned Musa Diabate and that was the next name I had, um, you know, 610 power forward, obviously plays at a high level school. Um, the skill set just jumps off the tape. If you watch 10 minutes of his YouTube mixtapes, you're blown away by the things he's shown on the court. Um, I think, you know, this is a very impressive gift for Howard as well, because this is a guy that was going against a lot of high major schools. Arizona offered him, you know, Florida State, who's a really good team, has offered him. And Howard's beating this guy out for people in Florida. He had 15 offers and chose Michigan. What about Musa should Michigan fans be the most excited about for the future? Uh, yeah, early on, certainly his his – defense and shot blocking. I mean, he's just really mobile and active. Um, and, you know, you, you see already what Michigan's doing defensively, especially, you know, defending two point shots. They, they want to contest everything, uh, nothing easy at the rim. Um, and, and Diabate fits right into that for them. Um, you know, developing offensive game. I mean, he's skilled. He can score around the hoop. He can clean up offensive rebounds and, and, and dunk right now. Um, but he's not some stiff. I mean, he's, he shoots threes, um, yeah. you know, for freshmen to come in and do it, it's hard. More often than not, freshmen do not shoot the ball very well from outside, even the perimeter players. So, because um, you, know, you heard that, for example, with Michigan's current freshman, Hunter Dickinson, that he could shoot the threes. And it just, just hasn't really happened yet this year. It takes time. Um, but, yeah, he, he's, uh, he's just very, very mobile and athletic. And I would say, yeah, defensively, um, his presence would be felt uh, 
you know, right away. So you mentioned Hunter Dickinson and obviously, you know, for his freshman year has had a hell of a year. Um, he's playing about 25, 26 minutes a game. He's shooting 71% from the floor. Um, was a top, was a high tier recruit. You know, a lot of people had him in their top 40, top 50 area. Mm-hmm. Um, you're really starting to see, especially that his role is growing through this season. What is it for people who haven't been able to watch this team as much doing you see this growth and this trust that Howard and staff have in him to, you know, at the point now where it feels like for them to win games, they have to have him on the floor in crunch time. Yeah, it's, it's been something to watch. I mean, uh, and yet last game uh, he scores three points, you know, makes one shot and they, and they still win easily. I mean, that just speaks to the, the depth and the other weapons they have on this team, but they want to play through him first. Um, yeah. Even though he didn't have a big game scoring wise, it was because Maryland put all their focus on him. You know, he torched them in the first meeting. They weren't going to let that happen again. So instead he, he passes out of double teams and Michigan hits 12 threes. So, you know, it is truly a pick your poison with this Michigan offense, but yeah, this is what Howard wants to do. He wanted it to do it last year with John Teske, um, another guy from Michigan now, you know, in the G league. Um, but that wasn't really his game. He wasn't a true back to the basket, you know, I'm going to shoot 15, 20 times a game, you know, kind of, kind of center. Um, Hunter Dickinson is he really no one in the big 10 yet has proved they can defend him one-on-one uh, as is the case for most dominant centers. You need to bring a second guy. Um, and that's when Michigan makes you pay. So that's what they want to do. They want to play inside out, um, you know, get teams closing out, get them on their heels. And then that's when you start moving the ball and getting layups, dunks and threes, which is what, what Michigan and Jawan Howard are all about. That's the modern game. So uh, yeah, he's what he's impressed me the most with. He stayed out of foul trouble. Uh, his, his stamina out there, his, his defense. Um, yeah, he's, he's been a, he's been a very complete player, you know, a, a, as much as Michigan has had as a freshman, you know, in a, in a long time. So looking at the roster, I mean, look at the schedule coming up the day this actually goes up, they go to Lafayette to play Purdue. They've got mm-hmm. Indiana coming up. They've got obviously the Michigan state games. They have their other matchup with Wisconsin. They have their other matchup with Illinois and they still got to play Ohio state. I mean, the big Ten's unreal. We didn't even mention Iowa. So yep. like looking at this team, everything we've seen from them so far, how good they play, how do you feel they stack up against the rest of the Big Ten when they might look like they might have 10 teams announced come selection Sunday? Yeah, it was not a surprise that they got off to a good start, you know, in the, in the non-conference and even in the Big Ten because just because of the schedule. I mean, uh, while a team like you know, Northwestern at the time they played him was ranked and that was a surprise or even, you know, Minnesota maybe playing better than people thought. These were still teams, Penn State, Nebraska, they played early, like that were picked near the bottom of the Big Ten. So for them to get off to the good start um, wasn't a huge surprise. Um, did already beat Wisconsin, as you mentioned, um, but yeah, still have to go there. You know, they're, they only have single plays with Illinois and Iowa, but those, those haven't happened yet, as you mentioned. Um, you know, Rutgers, Ohio State, like you said, some of the better teams, it's, it's a backloaded schedule. So um, yeah, we'll, we'll see how it goes. They've got a little bit of gap here after Purdue. They don't play for another, you know, eight days. Um, but yeah, they're, they've certainly, the expectations have changed. They're right in the mix instead of that top tier of Iowa, Wisconsin, Illinois, I think even Michigan State might've been in there preseason. Yeah. Um, and then Michigan on that next level. No, it's, it's Michigan right at, right at the top. Probably you can even say it's, you know, 1A, 1B with, with, uh, Iowa, because now Illinois has kind of taken a step back. Michigan State has, to, has taken several steps back, and now they're not—you know—they're on pause. So, um, yeah, they're they're a front runner to 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 win this league, to get a one or two seed in the tournament, um, and, and make a deep run. So, yeah, absolutely, 
um, I think expectations have, have changed as, as you've seen these freshmen and, you know, the two transfers, um, you know, fit in so well. All right, so I'll get you out of here with this last question. And if you want to not answer it because you don't want to upset Michigan fans, I totally respect and understand that. But this is something I've been curious about now for a little while. So since Michigan football won the national title in 97, they've played in, what, two BCS games, no college football playoffs. In that tenure, Michigan basketball team has played in two national championships, have been to three Elite Eights, and have been in multiple Sweet 16s and have won conference titles. At what point can we acknowledge that Michigan's now a basketball school? <laughs> I uh, I didn't know where you're going initially, but but uh, you know a couple sentences in, I kind of thought that this where this might land. Uh, I certainly see it on social media pop up, you know, every time there's a big win like this is what <laughs> or big win in basketball or a loss in football like this is what this is what Michigan is now. Um, but see, I'm not sure that the amount of winning can really change that because the history has been has been laid of of the tradition of Michigan football. Um, so I don't know. I think it's still, it's, it's, it's one of those schools where both really are, you know, appreciated and it's, it's, there's not many like that. I mean, Florida won back-to-back -back national championships and you kind of saw the energy around the basketball program. Um, it's, it'll never be a football program, like a football school, like some of these, like Alabama. I mean, Alabama, you know, th they'll have, a huge basketball game on campus, which doesn't happen all the time, but, you know, they'll be ranked and, you know, Kentucky or someone will be coming to town and, you know, the big story of the day, you know, whether on you know, sports talk radio right. or, or the websites will be like some recruit, you know, uh, Alabama, you know, that's showing interest for football. So um, it'll never be quite that dynamic, but to fully swing to where basketball is king and, you know, the big house isn't full. I don't think we're ever going to get there yet, but, um, yeah, I think it's, you know, they're, they're looking at it as it, it can be the best of, uh, of both worlds. It can be both. Um, but yeah, right now, as far as success actually in, in competition, um, yeah, it's clear which, which program is, is, is doing better. So I don't know. I answered it somewhat, uh, yeah. you know, I hope, um, <laughs> but yeah, I think that's where things stand in Ann Arbor. Yeah. As a Notre Dame fan, bringing up Alabama gives me a lot of anxiety. So <laughs> yeah. Um, well, Andrew, you were awesome. I really appreciate you giving me some time to talk today. Um, I know you were a really busy man, so thank you for fitting us in. Uh, before we get out of here, before we let you go, um, by all means, please take a moment to shout out your social media, uh, where people can contact you, people can follow you and uh, see your work. Yeah, it's uh, it's my name. It's at Andrew Kahn, that's K-A-H-N um, on Twitter. And again, it's MLive, M is in Michigan, MLive.com. Uh, slash Wolverines, if you want to get specific to find to find my work, but I, I, I tweet pretty much every article uh, I write, and not not a ton more. I don't do too much play-by-play -play on Twitter. I don't do, you know, I'm not commenting on, you know, you'll get a tweet about the Mets now and then, but uh, you know, not too much off-topic stuff. So I hope from from that perspective, you, you get you get what you're uh, what you don't pay for uh, on Twitter with me. <laughs> so um, yeah, no, I appreciate you having me on, and uh, yeah, I'm just grateful right now. Michigan basketball is playing games, giving me something to cover, and you know, all all, all the better that it's been, uh, you know, a team that people are interested in. Yeah, as someone who covers two schools on pause right now, like I'm very jealous of you. I just am dying to be at a game and it's it's rough. So absolutely. No, I my my counterpart, of course, at I'm live with, with Michigan State is experiencing that right now. So it's just the the way of the world and you just hope for the best. Yes. Well, Andrew, again, thank you so much, man. I greatly appreciate your time. Absolutely. Have a good one.